Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Caught Offside with Andrew Gunling and J.J. Devaney. Oh, yes. Caught Offside just outside of New York City and from an apartment in Brooklyn, New York. Andrew Gunling, J.J. Devaney. What's up, brother? What's up is that was a start to the U.S. Women's National Team World Cup campaign. They got a win. Don't know if it was exactly the performance they wanted, Andrew, but uh, but it's a W. Yeah, yeah. The the U.S. push for a three-peat is off and running with three points in the bag. We will go through that game in, in great detail. That's why we are here, of course. Uh, also, we will, we will be mentioning, for those of you, I guess, around what time during the U.S. women's game did the Leo Messi goal occur? Uh, yeah. Like this, just like... I didn't double screen. I said, I've got to give the game that we're going to be talking about the attention it deserves. And I'm sure if there's some messy magic, I'll see it. And there was, <laughs> and I did. Uh, what? A, just as a, a quick brief aside, I suppose, for those of us, all of you listening to this podcast, obviously you and I recording this podcast, we all love soccer. I mean, these are the nights that like American soccer fans dream of like you're watching in primetime television a u.s women's world cup match to kick off their campaign to three-peat meanwhile simultaneously Lionel messi <laughs> is making his debut in mls this is all occurring on a friday night in america like in american households around the country watching these two things like it's just one of those nights where you're just like yeah like i love the sport i'm glad that i got into this at some point in my life this is this is awesome now i'd be very cynical about his move to inter miami i would be not exactly delighted that he's there but you well, get on board for god's sake it's happening you can't he's here now you can't deny the box office nature and his ability to do just the things he did tonight but we'll get to that sure uh we'll get to that um and then possibly a couple couple little transfer things tidbits before we get oh. out as well yeah i, I just had one that 
I don't know that it's gone official yet, but I, I had one pertaining to Manchester City that I wanted to mention because oh. Oh, there's a okay. thing going on there right now that's madness, and I don't know if I can and I need your help, kind of like coming to terms with what with what they're doing. Uh, and I lean on you when I need help. Well, don't, uh, don't ask me to come to terms with what they're doing. If anyone has listened to this podcast over the last almost 10 years, uh, coming to terms with Manchester City has not been one of my strong suits. I just mean, well, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> but we are here, of course. This is a reaction pod. The U.S. women's um, 3-0 victory over Vietnam just went final. So we are here to react and talk about it. Um, yeah, I, I think the way you kind of put it at the start here is is probably how most Americans are feeling just to kind of look at it broadly for a moment. Three nil against Vietnam, not to not to sound arrogant or whatever, but probably not good enough for what we expect from this team. Uh, having said that, it is it's a it, it was they were so dominant. Like, was there even was there even one millisecond in this game where you were like, I dare I even ask nervous, worried, none of that. But like, there wasn't. There was no moment in this game where they weren't in complete and total control. So the scoreline is not necessarily exactly what you want it to be. You wanted this to be a five, six, seven nil kind of game. Um, it wasn't that, but I don't know that that changes the idea of just how in control the U.S. were, which is really, I, I think, what you were probably hoping for. In, in no, I mean, this, the story wasn't about um, what Vietnam could do to the U.S. because they could do nothing. The story was about what the U.S. could do to themselves. Now, I, I, I actually let me let me. I should probably review that statement because in the early goings of this game, I was convinced someone was going to get injured. Well, there were Rodman. I thought was going to be stretchered off in the first forty seconds and have and, and have immediate back surgery. The way she was flipped over by the the Vietnamese defender, I uh, I didn't love that. I didn't love seeing that. Um, I think. I, I now I'm only going on on the two and a half three games I've seen so far, but you there seems to be a little bit of leniency in the tackles. Certainly, Australia and Ireland was a super physical game, and and this this was physical too. Um, and there was a couple of times where I thought the referee just lost control a little bit in terms of the tackles that were going in, and it wasn't all one way. I thought Kelly O'Hara was. Lucky enough with the tackle she did, that was that was two footed. Although it was not studs up, I suppose that was a mitigating factor. But um, towards the end of the game, but yeah, that was the only real thing where you thought this will have an impact on the US. Everything else was totally dominant, and within that, you're you see you're now analyzing the game on a different level. When the opposition are and no disrespect to them, making no impact and will make no impact in the game, then it changes the way you analyze the game. And so it wasn't a good, it wasn't a great performance. But within the performance, there were moments where you thought there's glimpses of what this side can be. Like the opening goal is a brilliant, brilliant goal. Yeah, really. Um, I thought Horan had a a fantastic game in midfield. Now, Sophia Smith will get the headlines because she scores two goals and gets assists. Um, but like I, I thought Horan was absolutely brilliant. Pings that ball in. Alex Morgan. And this is the thing we talked about, Andrew. Where you were like, well, I'm not sure that we don't have that we don't not have backup for her. Well, do we have someone who can, with their back to goal, can flick one around the corner like that to put the player in running off her? I'm not so sure that we do have someone quite like that. That was such a brilliantly weighted little flick, almost um, so the kind of thing Olivier Giroud would, would become noted for. That kind of that kind of interlinking play as a number nine put Sophia Smith in, and it's a great goal. And and on the flip side, 
to, to that glimpse of things. We saw some stodgy play. We saw some kind of uh, overhit crosses. We saw some sometimes where the, they, they would, you know, the, the whole unit didn't link together, particularly in the, well, the only third that we really were involved in was the, was the attacking third. That's where everything was. And you saw starting with a lineup, a forward lineup that hadn't really played together, Alex Morgan, um, Sophia Smith and Trinity Rodman. So you saw Smith and Morgan kind of linking together more on the left-hand side. And Rodman's role was more get down, give with. Like Smith played narrower, not although not always, but narrower and closer to Morgan, whereas Rodman was a bit more cut off from that attack and her job was to get to the byline, uh, pull balls back. So like I don't know if that worked perfectly, but I did see things I liked. I thought Rodman had a good game. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a bit of bite in her and she's got some she's very strong and skillful. Good, good uh I thought she had a great game. Um I thought obviously Sophia Smith had a good game. Alex Morgan. It was just a little disjointed, just yeah. a little disjointed. And I thought it got more fluid and more fluency in it as Vietnam just got super tired towards the end. And with the introduction of uh, of Rose Lavelle, I sure. thought Rose Lavelle kind of linked things together and brought a bit more fluidity into the side. So I think it was, I mean, again, this is hypercritical because we have to be because they were so dominant. Um, sloppy performance. Um, yeah, with regards to Alex Morgan, just to go back to that for a sec, I do wonder a little bit if, um, if we look at her game slightly differently, if she converts her penalty and she walks out of this one with a goal scored plus a brilliant assist, um, you know, maybe that yes. alters things a little. It was not a very good penalty that, uh, that she it was took. brutal. It was brutal. And, and the way she opened up her body, she could only be going to one side. So if you are going to show the keeper that side and you're not going to come across yourself, then you have to leather it and it has to be much more in the corner. And it was, I mean, I think you would have saved it. It was very, very poor. And immediately she knew that. And then she, she tries to follow up and gets in doing so gets clattered by a, a Vietnamese defender. I genuinely, I would like to see the injury report after this game. Cause I think there'll be a few knocks. This yeah. was more physical than I had expected. Uh, yeah. In, in terms of, you know, just thinking of other big picture kind of topics to come out of this one. I don't fully know yet. In, in terms of, of the lineup, um, mm. you know, they, they talked about this on the broadcast a little bit. If if some of this is this is the team that they want to play, if some of this is, you know, they have the Netherlands coming up next. So let's yeah. prioritize that game and maybe try to get some players rested. Uh, they took Alex Morgan out somewhat, you know, not that early, but somewhat early, maybe earlier than they than they might have on a normal occasion. Um yeah, so that could be some of it. Like, I don't know that we leave this game knowing exactly what the preferred eleven is. Uh, I will say this, and you you mentioned this name a moment ago. Um, there were some nerves coming into this tournament about Rose Lavelle's fitness. Hasn't really played in a little while, nursing the injury. Um, Vladko Andonovsky said just uh, last week after the Wales match, or a week and a half, whenever that was, um, that she's still kind of in the building up phase. Well, she came on tonight, and and I thought she was really, really good in you know a bit more the bit more than just a cameo appearance, but relatively short amount of time. And I thought that she she did come on and make an impact. And you know the way I've always thought about her, I, I still think that way very much so right now that she is among the top two or three best players on this team, and she's a, a total difference maker when she's healthy and out there. So I think whatever their preferred eleven is, um, 
I think she's a part of it and we'll just see if she's ready to go to give them more than just, you know, 20, 30 minutes uh, in their next game against the, the Dutch. Yeah. Um, I, I also think that the, the, that midfield is going to be configured differently. I'm not saying DeMello or, or Sullivan did badly, just not really. I, I like it's, it's definitely, it's definitely factoring in um, the Dutch ahead and knowing that they were very confident in, in, in beating Vietnam. I definitely think that was in Andonovsky's mind. And and so I suppose there was a bit of room for for um to be experimental. Yeah, and we saw that in Julie Ertz. You know, we talked in our preview yeah. podcast where we kind of had her slotted into midfield, but we did open up that possibility because Vladko himself did not rule it out when he was asked about it. Um, the possibility of Julie Ertz slotting into a center back role. We said that's that's where she came up. It's a position she's capable of playing. Maybe. At this point, you know, her fitness level is at a stage where that maybe suits her more than kind of the box-to-box midfield role that she's occupied for the U.S. so much in the past. And they did that. It was not Alana Cook out there, which I was really surprised by. It was Naomi Gurma and Julie Ertz playing the uh, the center back position. So I'll be I'll be very curious to see if that's what it is, if that's what they're going to do moving forward. And and tonight was the beginning of trying to get chemistry between those two, um, or if it was just let's do this tonight against. Vietnam, and then we'll revert back to what our our normal eleven is going to be when we face the, the Netherlands. I think that all sort of remains to be seen. Still, it, that's. I mean, of the questions that were asked tonight, which were not many really, um, the centre backs was something that we didn't really. We saw, like for example, beautiful ball over the top or uh, down the sideline actually for uh, Sophia Smith to cut back to Horan for the for the third goal. That was just very good from Julie Ertz. Looked good on the ball, looked composed. Didn't look so composed in the box. She had a couple of whiffed headers and, and caught herself in the face and I think yeah. maybe knocked a contact lens out or something. But again, she had a header that she would have, you know, she had a couple of header opportunities in the box, which maybe the Julie Ertz of old or maybe a Julie Ertz with more minutes under her belt would have would have uh, taken. Um, but we never saw this center back pairing tested never they could come out from the back past the ball so we really don't know i mean i think we think german is a good player i think we think that we know that Ertz is a good player although you know she's reverting back to that center back role now like we know nothing about them though from this game about how they'll function because they had nothing to do um and we know nothing about their relationship if they come under pressure with their two full backs with fox and with them um, with crystal dunn and we don't know anything about a listener and how I mean, we, there are some games where if you're a listener, because <laughs> just because of the nature of how great the US is in attack, uh, how much they possess the ball. I mean, a listener, by the way, great goalkeeper. One gotta be one of the best in the world, unquestionably. But there have there are some games where it's just like, All right, guys, like do you do you need me? I'm just gonna be over here, you know. She go, had go. that she had that one. Uh, right towards the end, where the Vietnamese went down the left hand side, and they they shanked this cross into her easily into her hands at the near post. But she ran out to distribute the ball with the intensity on her face, as if she had been under a barrage for the last hour. Like she. Well, she, I think it's the intensity of I'm I'm here. I need to get my money's worth somehow. Yes. So I'm going to do this all out. I'm going to watch me roll this ball as hard as I possibly yeah, can. Absolutely. Did, did the game end? I, I haven't looked at the final stat. Did it end with zero shots? For Vietnam, I know I it be- was late. I believe I so. I wasn't I sure be- if they ruled that last one a shot or not. I mean, if they do that, no, they have. What? 
They haven't. Okay, zero shots. It was definitely a cross. Zero shots. And um, that's not just zero shots on target. That's zero shots. Zero shots. Zero. Nothing on. No shots. Nothing on. And then obviously nothing on target. Uh, the U.S. had twenty-eight shots, um, and seven shots on target, which they will look at in. They will be pretty aghast with that. They might feel some... that they, they were a little bit wasteful. Like again, we're saying the scoreline is not good enough. Um, do we? I mentioned Alex Morgan missing missing a penalty, which I don't think is is a usual occurrence. I think if she takes another one, she'll probably convert it. Rose Lavelle hit the underside of the crossbar. I mean, is it? Are, are we feeling a little bit differently if they win five nil? Um. I, I, well, I mean, there was the I, I, but make, for what it's worth, negative... JJ. I, I think the I think the the line was five and a half. I think that was the last one that I saw. I think the Megan Rapinoe uh, opportunity, uh, the, where Lavelle just cut, just slaloms in and cuts this perfect ball back to her, and Rapinoe, Rapinoe just kind of catches it wrong on the volley, goes up in the air over the crossbar. And this was the nature of the game. I know it's a World Cup game. It'll go down as a competitive win. But, like, Horan starts laughing at Rapino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, like, laughing at her. Like, that was the kind of thing it a sloppy training session is what it will go down as in terms of those misses. I'm not, I, I, I'm not saying there'll be a rude awakening, awakening against the Dutch, but it's going to be so much different. Yeah. Like, I mean, a game like this night where, and day you, you had it again. I understand why Vietnam did it, but uh, I, I hate using this term, but you kind of only had one team, playing tonight like vietnam was making no there was no attempt at trying to win a game like i guess it was no. just an attempt to try to limit the the goal difference uh because with that being one of I the mean, first tiebreakers let's be respectful they there there was no lack of effort amongst the vietnamese none whatsoever no they're defending for their lives for 90 minutes yeah and but, they were they were putting themselves about they were certainly putting the tackles in um but i i, I do i do like there was there was very little of anything going forward. There was one breakaway in the first half where this Vietnamese player just charged out with the ball, saw open grass and just went, I'm going for it and just drove into it because otherwise they wouldn't have had the ball anywhere close to the box. I think that may have counted as a touch in the final third. Oh, okay. Slim pickings. That's something. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to be hypercritical because that's the standard that this team has set. I mean, look, four years ago in their first World Cup match against a team of, of I guess, somewhat comparable um, caliber, it was 13-0. So, like, this is this is where our headspace is going into this game tonight. I'm not saying yeah. I expect 13 goals. But I'm like, glad it wasn't that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want the U.S. to win but somewhere between three and eight goals. Just just because what's the point of the humiliation? After five, you're in you're in danger zone of this just being, you know, that the farce that the, the last game was in 2019. Yeah. And I would with that, I would think that Vietnam would walk away from this being pretty proud of themselves to have kept this to what it was. Really proud, yeah. And I'm sure they were. Yeah. Um and again, they 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 did their very best to make it difficult for the U.S., but the 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 disparity in talent uh, and athleticism was massive. Um, a couple of the other names that I just wanted to mention before we get out on this one, because there's really not a ton more to say about this game. Um, Sophia Smith, like you said, she scored two goals. Awesome. I mean, for a player who 
you know, I know on our podcast, when we previewed, she was the one we identified as the player who was most likely to become a household name when this tournament is over. Off to a pretty, pretty good start when you're scoring two goals in your first World Cup. However, having said that, I don't know about you. I think I found myself more impressed by her assist than I did either of her first two goals. Now, the second goal she scored was kind of a weird one through yeah. legs. Uh, that's that's sort of a fluky one. The first goal she scored was nice, but again, I kind of a lot of people are probably looking more at Alex Morgan's assist there as being the cool part of that goal more more so than the finish. Well, it was a good finish from a tough angle, but her assist, JJ. I, I know you talked about Julie Ertz playing in the ball over top, which was a great. Great ball by Ertz to kind of set up the whole attack. But like when that ball landed, there are, I think, two Vietnamese defenders. It it didn't really occur to me. I, I sort of I saw it land and I thought, oh, that was a good, good thought. And and then I kind of like in my head, I sort of like moved on. And then Sophia Smith finds another gear and just turns on the afterburners that and was goes so through quick. the through the defenders to get to that ball first and still has the wherewithal and the energy to play in a perfect pass to Lindsay Horan, who was cool as could be on the finish. Um, I mean, I I think you, you come out of this game just so impressed by Sophia Smith. I know Ali Wagner mentioned that there were a couple moments in that first half where you'd like to see her decision-making ha- maybe happen a little bit quicker, which I think is that's understandable, but it speaks a little bit to what you were saying before about so, sort of the disjointed nature of a, of a three in attack that haven't really played all that much together. So you'd like to think that stuff will come. But I mean, overall, for her to come out of this one in her first World Cup appearance with two goals and a great assist, I think Sophia Smith's got to be buzzing right now. I think a listener DM'd us and said that Smith at times drifted into that mode where you're playing in your seven-a-side soccer league and you know this week you've got the worst team in the league. They've been hammered by everybody. And you know, and, and that is where often... The individual, well, I know I can beat you. I know I can dribble past you. And I think there was an occasion, a couple of times, where she takes on three defenders and you're like, don't do that. Just just give and go. Do it simple. And I do like the simplicity Rose Lavelle brings to that attack in terms of linking things together, like the flicks around the corner, uh, one-twos, all that kind of nice stuff that you want around the box. That That really came into it in the second half when she was introduced. And so it became a more cohesive attack. Um, and I'm not to say, I'm not saying it can't work with that front three, um, with Andy Sullivan kind of in behind them. Um, and Melo, uh, DeMello De uh, picked a few lovely passes too, you know. But a lot of it was, uh, in the first half in particular, was quite central. Um, despite, like, whenever it went wide, it really went wide on the right to Rodman. And a lot of it was trying to go down the middle. And, and uh, if you're going to play that way, it's tough when the team's so compact and they have numbers, like you're just literally running into people and you close down uh, spaces and passing lanes. But if you're going to play that way, um, you have to have runners going beyond like reading it and going beyond Alex Morgan. And it, it can't just be Sophia Smith. It has to be some of the midfielders too. And I'm curious how this develops. If Andonovsky looks at that and thinks, this is something I want to do again. Or if he looks at the second half with Lavelle in there, where it's a more controlled, intricate um, attack, whether he wants to do that. Um, and, and a couple of times when the US went direct, you know, to Morgan, they were looking for flick-ons and, and, and not-ons. There was, there was a couple of chances. Like immediately after halftime, there was that long ball, which got flicked on by, I think it was Alex Morgan. And Sophia Smith's in. Now that was her big miss of the night because she straight through and she got that wrong surface 
of the cleat. She wants to play that with the inside. She kind of stabbed it with the outside, goes around the po- the post. But like, there's there's more. <laughs> this is a terrible phrase. I don't like it. Uh, and please don't think I'm going Kurt Zuma on it. But there's uh, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Did you ever hear that? Yes, I have. Yeah, I don't like it. You mentioning Kurt Zuma before that sentence only made it more uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think it would have been fine if you had just said it. Yeah. Well, okay, let me do a better one. Um, there's more than one way to open a tin of beans. Actually, that doesn't work. There is only one way to open a yeah. tin of beans, either with a bean, a tin opener or, you know, one of those that pulls back. I use a hammer. I, I bash it. I smash <laughs> it open. What I'm trying to say is there are, there's multiple ways that this U.S. team can get at the opposition. And Andonovsky has to get it right now for the next game. He has to... <laughs> What what does he see? What did he see in the first half that he liked that he can keep? What did he see in the second half that he might want to implement? I'm fascinated by the the Ertz thing because there's a part of me in watching the way Lavelle plays, who I love, and the way Haran plays, where they're both so good in attack and so good at setting up others, um, and good finishers in their own right. Um, if you could get to a place where Julie Ertz does become able to reoccupy that defensive midfield role that she's owned for a generation. If she, if they're comfortable putting her back into that and she's as, and she's what she was doing that before, if she can get back to that sort of form there and like that would, that could allow Lavelle and Haran the freedom to attack. And now you're looking at five, these five lethal attackers up front for the U S essentially and Ertz providing that shield to this, to what I think is a really good back line as well. I just, I, I feel like that is sort of, again, this is not meant as, as there was no one who played poorly tonight. I'm not saying the players who occupied that defensive midfield role, I'm not saying anybody didn't do their job. I just know what Julie Ertz is capable of when she holds it down. And if they can get to a place where, where they're, they can get her back out there doing those things, then I think that they're just, they can be so dangerous and so fun to watch and attack. So we'll yeah. see. I, hmm, it's a good question. Now, again, I have no basis for this, but sometimes when you when you play with a back four, one of the center halves is is almost like an auxiliary midfielder, and without the ball, you, you sometimes become maybe a little bit of a narrow three. I'm not sure that's how the US will be, but could Ertz fulfill some of those roles as a center back stepping into mid- midfield? Well, I mean, she. There were definitely moments in this game where she was pretty high up the field. I know, but this is not. I mean, this won't be like I that. Know. It's it's hard it's, to. This is a little bit of like. Alyssa Nair could have got high up the field if she wanted. What was the game, JJ? Saint Kitts and Nevis in the Gold Cup that I referred to as a Miranda Wrights game, where like yeah. <laughs> anything you say can be used against you. Late. Like I don't know what judgments, what big judgments can be made off of this game. I don't. Uh, the way Vietnam played, the caliber of that op- opposition, like. I, I just don't know. Um, so in the end, you got your your victory. We're off and running, um, and the next one is is the big one. You have any other any other thoughts before we kind of leave this one? Yeah, I, I had a few things. I thought um, okay. let's a very quick pitch report. I thought like oh yeah, um, that is obviously the home of New Zealand rugby there, and uh, and and in in Auckland. And I think the surface was good. I thought it was really fast for a grass surface. I thought in the second half the ball was really moving. There's a couple of times when the ball beat Crystal Dunn out. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I, I noticed was that. Surprised by that. So I thought I I, I thought the pitch was fast. Um, I don't know 
where I'm at with the in-stadium announcements on the VAR. Now, first of all, I thought the two VAR decisions took way too long. Far too long. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. What was going on with the first one? It was so clearly a penalty to me. I I know they wanted to see if maybe she got ball ball first. But but, but she didn't. And like, I didn't need to see it 45 times to know that she didn't. I saw it twice and I was like, oh, the first one was like, did she? I don't think so. Second one. No, she didn't. Okay. well, now what are we doing here? Like Rodman, I've it, it, it's it's seared into my skull. I can actually see it now on replay in my brain. I saw it so many times. Trinity Rodman be fouled. It was it was a complete penalty. Uh, By the way, goes prop, over, she props looked- to Trinity Rodman too. In that, like, I don't know how many times will we watch the men's game and that same exact thing would have happened, and everyone in the stadium would have surrounded the referee. The player who was fouled would have lost his mind and thrown his arms up in the air and yelled and screamed. Trinity Rodman didn't react. I guess maybe she just knows a little Varl look. Like, I don't need to, like, don't, if it was, Rodman, they'll know. Trinity Rodman took a heck of a lot of abuse tonight. Um, she got kicked around a fair bit, and then she looked very upset to be substituted. That's That, that was the only real kind of facial expression I saw. So I thought, I thought, um, yeah, I thought that took way too long, and I took, it took way too long on the offs, on the Sophia Smith second goal. Way too long. Come on. Um, you know, if it's, if there's not something, I know I, a penalty is different, but it was clearly not. It was clearly a penalty. Um, and then announcing it to the stadium, you know, in the interest of clarity, and I'm not sure about that either. Well, what What is bad about that? Like, I don't understand. What would what, what is there to not like about? I just felt it was another kind of delay. She turned on her mic and then and then went through the whole <laughs> procedure of telling us what we. Yeah, maybe, 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 uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's, maybe, not, it's a, maybe that added a second and a half. I, I don't uh, know. I, yeah, I just, I don't like adding things until, until I see that they've got a purpose. But you're right. Maybe it doesn't, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't detract from anything. Maybe I'm just being picky. Um, and what, what else did I think? Uh, set pieces. Few too many overhit crosses, definitely in general play. Too many set pieces that weren't that good. Um, and yeah, I, like yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you just want a bit more quality. Other than that, not a ton to say about from this yeah. one. Um, got through it. Like I like I said, I hope the injury report is is good in the morning. And, and I think it will be. No one, no one really, no. to my memory, left with an injury. No, so no, 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 no. I think no, they're no. fine. No, they're um, fine. And um, and 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 the tournament really only starts now in the next game. And I don't mean to be yeah. disrespectful. This was just one you had to get out of the way. Uh, last observation for me. Uh, maybe can we? I feel like we should have a new segment on this show where we way overread into something that maybe is not what we're thinking it is. But okay. for me, I had one of those moments tonight when the camera panned to um, Alyssa Thompson as she was talking to I don't know if it was Vladko or which coach it was before she was getting ready to, to come into the game, yeah. and it kind of was one of those moments to me that summed up like the power of, of what a world cup means to players. And maybe I'm reading way, way more into it than what it was. But like, if you go back and look at it again, as she's like getting ready to come in, it's Vietnam. Like, it's not like that in itself. It's not like this is like a huge opponent, high profile opponent, but it's her, she's 18 years old and she's about to make her first world cup appearance. And like, didn't you, when they went to her, didn't you think she was like, she hadn't done anything yet. And she was breathing so heavily. And her eye, like there was, I don't think her eyes blinked once. I was just watching because, like, I was like taken by it how hard she was just like, 
like you could you could see and i was like this is a this is a player who understands the gravity of the, of what it is to be in a world cup like she just yeah, looked think, so hyper focused and I, th- just I think like maybe even a little bit nervous with how like rapidly she was breathing trying to kind of get herself under control there i thought yeah this you can tell that she knows this is a big deal i th- i think that's a f- something fair to read into it i mean like it's just the, the culmination of everything you've worked for and you know and you're 18. Like, oh it's a God. thing that's probably hard to Everything process. you worked for at 18, like, it's crazy. It's <laughs> absolutely insane. Yeah. It's insane. Uh-huh. But that's that game for now, Andrew. Yep. So there you go. 3-0. 3-0. Three points in the bag for the U.S., which is what you hoped for. And the next big one, Wednesday, against the Dutch. Um, the biggest group stage match that they will likely have. And should yes. they win it, they'll they'll obviously be in prime position. Um and we, we believe that they will. We'll have a, another pod after that one as well. I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead. We'll take a break. We'll come back, JJ, and we'll get into um, what happened in South Florida tonight and maybe a couple other things as well. Props to the U.S. women. Three points. Good job. More caught offside still to come. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oh! Back now, you're on caught offside. Um, quickly, before we get to Messi, I have I have a, one of our one of these random life questions for you that from time to time I, I find interesting, and I value your opinion on so many oh, things. I I love these. I absolutely love these. I Go. think you're gonna I think you're gonna like this one, and I actually don't know where you'll stand on this. Friend of ours, um, friend of mine, yeah. Who will we'll leave we'll leave names out of this for now, but it is someone you know. Okay. Um, sent a group text to a bunch of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple days ago, okay, said he was going on a first date that night. It was about ninety-five degrees and like super humid. He said they were going somewhere. It wasn't decided exactly yet, but somewhere. First date though. Okay, what's that? It's first date. First date. First date. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Didn't, didn't know exactly where they were going, but he said it was probably going to be casual. Wasn't sure if it was going to be indoor or outdoor, but he said probably casual. We want to be and indoor. The que- and the question was, first date. Super hot weather, fairly casual dining. Our shorts, our shorts, okay. Jeez. Oh, Ooh, buddy, that is that's a toughie. It is, and that's why I'm bringing it up because it was a dead split. On the, I, on the I'm going to go with they are not. I was with you. Yeah, I think I it's was the first you. date. You're showing your hairy legs, bruises, yeah. probably maybe pale pasty. Maybe there's bug bites on it don't do that don't do that um try and wear as light a shirt as possible if you're going to be outside do what you can to be inside do what you can to be in the aircon um yeah. for her 
more like forget about yourself for a second. She's not going to be want to be out sweltering. I met a friend of mine this morning. Like just I I was walking, getting coffee. She was walking her dog, like so conscious of the sweat. <laughs> like didn't want to talk to me. I don't know. There may, may be other reasons for that. Oh, yeah, we'll attribute it to sweat. Sure. Yeah, we put it down to sweat. Like, uh, but like just all hot and bothered, whatever. And 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 um, so 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 basically, make it comfortable for both of you, but definitely don't have her outside. Like that's a game changer for me. Make it easy for yourself. Don't wear shorts. Wear wear nice jeans or wear wear um nice chinos or whatever. But yeah, yeah. don't don't wear shorts. No, don't do that. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um. That's a tough one, though. It is. A tough I said one. the the only way for me where I would have maybe voted for shorts if he said we're going to a beer garden, like that's so casual. Yeah, and like you know picnic benches and like like yeah. everyone is wearing shorts at a place like that when it's hot. So then you almost look weird. But like ultimately, it came down to more of a psychological thing than an actual physical one. Where meaning he was obviously a little bit unsure of whether or not shorts were okay. So then just right. play it safe. Like you, you're on a first date. There's enough going on mentally on first dates where you don't need to bog yourself down by being aware of something else. Like now you're looking around. Oh no, I'm the only one wearing shorts. What does she think of this? I, I should have gone with pants. Damn it! Why did I do this? Like you don't need that. So just play it safe. Maybe you're a little bit hotter than you would have been, but you don't need all that extra stress. You don't need that stress. And I've often in the summer, like say, um, say I'm meeting the lads or we're going for a few beers, and I'm going out. Uh, and I, I'll go out the door in shorts and I'll immediately get a look at myself in, in my reflection in a car door and I'll be like, nope. Yeah. And I'll do a Grandpa Simpson turn and go back in because <laughs> I, I think my legs are all right. But still, sometimes it's like, that's too much leg, too much leg. Get in there, put a pair of jeans on. If it gets a bit sweaty, just sweat it out, man. You know, play it safe. I'm with um, you. I went to Rage Against the Machine last year. And it was, it's the hottest day I've been alive in the city. Mm. It was so hot. And I had like, I, even though like MSG would have been like air conditioner or whatever, I wore, I wore shorts that night. Like there was just, that was a night That's of, no, okay. of no question. But I think on a, on a first date, man, those legs want to be in fair. You want to be super proud of those legs if you're going to just bust them out like that. I think yeah. I like yeah. for you, you should, those legs should remain undercover. No, I, I yeah, I, I hate the summer because I, I have to wear shorts and it's just who, no who wants that? No one wants that. They're hideously deformed. <laughs> I mean, they serve a function as legs. They keep yeah, you yeah. upright. They're uh-huh. joined to your pelvis, but they... <laughs> it's just my thighs. I mean, God, <laughs> what um, is wrong with them? <laughs> I don't know. Genetics. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what gene pool? What gene line gave you those? <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know. A slightly polluted one. I, I don't I don't know what kind of pool. Stop laughing, thinking about them. Um let's not see. normal. <laughs> messy. Let's get into messy. Sorry. Um <clears throat> JJ, I, I don't know what else to say about this to to begin with, except let me ask you this question. Can something be simultaneously unbelievable and yet also so incredibly believable? Because I feel like that's how that's what I came away from this feeling like. Just like when he did it in the final seconds of stoppage time to win a game on a free kick, 
my my reaction is no effing way did I just see that. But then I kind of take a step back and I'm like, well, it's him. Like, yeah, of that's course he did it. Like, it's uh, God. It, what a moment what an unbelievable it, moment it was so incredibly cool i mean it's weird as all hell to see him in that pink jersey so bizarre in that stadium but like it was so cool uh but you you see this is where your mind tricks you what a moment that's unbelievable how's he done that first of all it's him as you right, pointed that's out. what i'm saying second of all Remember his free kick against Liverpool in the uh, in the first leg of the this remontada of of the remontada game the first leg the first leg of the remontada tie. Do you remember that free kick? Because you said on the pod, if he'd got a step ladder, climbed up oh, it, yeah, that's right. and placed it into the corner of the net, and said, and like. He couldn't have put it anymore in the postage stamp where it couldn't be got. And that was, what, 25 yards out? I mean, he's just... What he can do with a football and a free kick is... It's it's phenomenal. And so we should not be in the least bit... Because this is basically... um, If, if this was golf, this is, what, like a 10-yard putt for him. <laughs> I mean... It is. But he doesn't do... Th- but he doesn't do this every time. Like oh, he's take, he takes free kicks. He doesn't score all of them. He's very good. Like, yeah, I know. Thank he's, you. He's he's much better. His like what? Remember there was a period uh, in this podcast where um, when Ericsson was at uh, Tottenham, and me and you, we had the the refrain that if there's a free kick in around the box, Ericsson might not score, but he's definitely putting it on frame. He's well, it's where James Ward Prowse is now. Messi is there too. Like he's yeah. like and. Crazy that there is a category in which James Ward Prowse is right up there with Messi, but there is. He is. He is. Definitely. There is. Um, incredible, absolutely incredible. But just for the moment, that that is just that's perfect. It's like, uh, I mean, this is like some WWE stuff, except like this is almost. But the but the scriptwriters just got lazy and were just like, ah, let's just give them what they want. I mean, like he won the game. It was like the last second of a tie game in his first appearance. And he comes on as a sub. So just imagine being somebody in that stadium tonight who dropped like a couple grand on this. He doesn't start. You're like, Oh God, what did I just do to my bank account for this? Then he comes on. You're like, all right, well, cool. Thank thank God he's playing. We all knew he would play. Tata said he was going to play. He just wasn't sure how much he'd be able to give him. So he comes on the 54th. You're like, all right, well, I'm seeing him. It's like, at least I get to see it. But like, you know, then what happens? Cruz Azul scores. Now it's Antuna. Uh, So now it's 1-1. And you're just kind of wondering, I spent a lot of money on this. What, What was I doing? And then like, he, then you see where they get that free kick. And you're like, no, he's not actually. Like, is he... You got your money's worth. Like the, the people at Apple, I mean, oh my God, they must. Oh, have and I'm, you know, and I was worried about them. I wanted to make sure and, Apple. But like, this is part of all this. This is why he's got a stake in it. It's Apple like, has like so much. Apple has so much money. This can fail 40 times over and it doesn't make a dent. But if you're someone who works there uh, on the MLS coverage and oh, this yeah, happened yeah. tonight, you're all just like looking at each other being like, well, here we go. This is if what it was all about. If you're one of these guys that like has gone to Apple and, and literally friends and family don't know what you do anymore because nobody's watching, this is a huge night. Well, I, I mean, I'll be curious. They haven't released numbers yet. No. I'll be curious if they do. They now. will now, though. 
I, I'd like to know how many people saw that tonight because um, it was just I, I was trying to think of what I could compare it with. It's hard to find stuff. The only, I mean, obviously, the gold standard is what Zlatan did in his first game for the Galaxy. They're down 3-1. He comes on in the 70th immediately, like, immediately scores from like 40 yards out. And then the Galaxy tie. And it's again, it's in El Trafico. Uh, it's a get then in the 91st he gets a header to win it like that that as far as debut like high profile debuts go that is always going to be the one that's hard to top i think because it's i don't know it's messy it was to win a game on like the last and it was against like foreign opposition as well against the liga mx team i know this tournament i don't know what this tournament means yet but like felt big when that happened like imagine explaining this to messi league's cup okay League's Cup. I, I don't I don't know what this is. And then you yeah, you know what, Leo, you're right. Just go out, do your thing and like whatever. do whatever. Don't don't worry about don't, it. We'll tell yeah. we'll, we'll tell you when the next game is and where to be. <laughs> but like I, I think this might top Zlatan for me. Maybe that's recency Bloody bias. Maybe it's just was, like Zlatan was amazing because he, he literally he had not even unpacked his bags. Yeah, it's like he landed, he landed, turned the stadium, up stadium, scored and from then 40 yards out. Smashes a volley <laughs> over some high school goalkeeper. I mean, uh, this was, you're right though. This was just so cool. Yeah, and it was very, like, very cool. I just, I mean, I, I literally can't think of a greater start to this experiment and all of the the excitement and buildup and hype and enthusiasm around this. He, with one, with one swing of the leg, he validated all of it. I want to see everyone him. is, we're all in now. Everybody's I, in on this I want to see him in the three o'clock heat in Houston, like a bla- sun blazing out of the sky. He has no interest in running and they're 2-0 down. I want to see that. That's what I want to see. When when stuff like this happens, it you know, obviously there's always pressure on Messi in in all walks of life. Everything he does, there's pressure on him. He can never get a foot wrong anywhere. Um but like now, so he scores this goal tonight. Ticket prices for Inter Miami games have already they're they're they've it's lost its mind. I checked vivid seats midweek this week to see what tickets were going for. There were tickets going for over $18,000. I don't know what wound up happening. I don't know what the most expensive ticket was paying that. I don't know, but I'm just telling you that I saw that with my eyes. There were multiple in the teens, uh, 10, 11, 9,000, but the highest I saw was 18. Um, I don't know in the end what the highest ticket price was, but like people are paying like somebody out there, people are buying these tickets. They are paying obscene amounts of money to watch the last place team in MLS play soccer now because this guy is there. Like what can, can he play every game? Like what, what happened? Like the responsibility on him now where like somebody is going to drop 25 grand, like what he did tonight, it was so remarkable and so memorable. Everyone wants to be a part of this and, 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 and be in on this messy experience. And so like, what that moment only jacks the prices up even more now for wherever he's going next. So like he can't play in all these games, the responsibility on this guy. I don't know what the conversations are going to be with him. If if someone, whether it's Jorge Moss or Don Garber or Tata Martino, if someone's going to say, Leo, even on the nights where you can't go, even when it's in Seattle and it's on turf, you, you're going to like with what you're getting paid, you've got steak and apple, like whatever it is. You're going to have to give 10 minutes. Yeah. I wonder if that, like, if there's too much now at stake financially, where he, the thought of him not playing in a game is that's that, that that's out. He has to play. Uh, it's, it's a lot on him. And, and it, it hasn't impacted yet, but what about international games? 
I mean, comes back tired or injured from an international game and, hey, Leo, you got to go again. And they have to. It's, it's, it's imperative that that squad is, is beefed up and with, with better players. They, well, I mean, Busquets and Alba Busquets. and potentially Luis Suarez is a good, good start. Yeah, but midfielders that will do a lot. Well, Suarez ain't going to do no running for anyone either. <laughs> it's, it's, it's imperative that someone be his legs for this to work constantly for this to work because you yeah. he has to do his little walk and then sudden darts into the game like Jonathan Wilson said in his piece he's going to have these 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 little cameos there'll be cameos within the game cameos within cameos he cannot be um you know he he can't be isolated he's got to he's got to have legs around him so i think that's going to be huge um i do feel something for the common man the common mls fan who used to just be able to rock into the stadium and buy a ticket and sit anywhere he wanted because there was loads of empty seats and, you know, uh, at certain arenas. Now, lots of stadiums have been full the last few years, but there's other arenas that have just not been. And now when Messi comes into town, his whole world is shaken because it becomes a complete carnival, a total event. And it's going to skew things. It's going to skew things. Like, say, for example, the Red Bulls. Like if Inter Miami rocked up there tomorrow evening, it's going to be a partisan crowd. There'll be a crowd there for Messi. There'll be some people supporting the Red Bulls, but there'll be way more people there. Well, to this was Messi. the issue in St. Louis where they put out that statement, basically banning the jersey from the supporter section. And I get why they're doing that. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to keep a real audience, that's what you have to do because if you read the, some of the But the this books, is the challenge when you bring in someone who's bigger than the league. Yeah, my, yeah that's the thing, though. That is the thing. He's He's so big. He's so you almost bigger, have to lean into it. He's bigger than American soccer. That's how big he is. So what do you do with that? How do you, you, you almost have to lean into it. But, you know, when you hear some of the stories about uh, how the Cosmos dominated the NASL when Pele was there and that, like how it kind of became brilliant because on the days that he'd go to like San Jose, the, the stadium would be full. But when San Jose plays someone else, like the LA Aztecs or whoever it was, then everything just goes back to normal. Like it, you, you're putting so much stock for your league success in one guy. That's yeah. because he is just he's this absolute vortex of interest. With what you're talking about a little bit, this would have been interesting to me if he was. Let's say he was signed by like Portland, yeah, and then he goes to Lumen Field in Seattle. I bet he's booed every time he touches the ball. Like I could see. Like I mean, that was that was the relationship Portland had with Clint Dempsey. Yeah. I was at a god of American soccer, but when he went to Portland, booed every time he touched it. So like, I think there are certain rivalries that I think um, would have been fun to see him thrust into the middle of. I don't know that Inter-Miami has that with anyone. So I think mm. it, they're, they're kind of a club that no one has like strong feelings on. They're a well, new club. You, they've got to be hoping that under, you know, under, while Messi's here, that those rivalries are developed. But um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to spend money now to go and see him. Have fun with that. Let me know what. Uh, let me know. I'm not paying that. eighteen grand unless <laughs> I have your I credit card. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> yeah, it's fun spending someone else's money. I love that. Yeah. Oh boy, it would be fun to see him. I think we all. I don't know. I, I say this. I don't know. I think everybody's a bit excited about this. But like, I'm uh, watching that play out tonight. I'm so in. I, this is I, now, I'm. This, this it, is because, this, because this, I uh, this went up a level tonight. 
because I didn't double screen, I want to see what he did between minute 54 and minute 90. I want to see how that looked more than anything. I've seen the free kick now. Amazing. Yeah. But I want to see how that looked because I think it would look really friggin' weird. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Inter-Miami with um, the most memorable win in the, the history of that club so far. It's long storied three and a half year history. Yeah. Um, before we get out, JJ, just wanted to mention what I briefly mentioned at the top of the broadcast. I don't know that I, if I've seen anything with this going official yet, but when I last saw it, it looked like uh, Josco Vardial was on his way to Manchester City. So, yeah. Ruben Diaz, John Stones, uh, Akanji, Nathan Ake, um, Amrick Laporte. Vardial, have I gotten it? Did I miss anyone? They have six absolute stone cold world class center backs. Have you seen something like this before? Where center back wise, any uh, any position, pick a position. I think six, I think six Ma- of the best of the top ten, maybe. Ma- Manchester United had a a stupid moment where they had Juan. They signed Juan Sebastian Varane. They had Paul Scholes. They had Roy Keane. They had David Beckham. They had Ryan Giggs. Like, it was just stupid. Um, what, what is this, though? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. They play three. Someone's got to go. Someone's well, got to go. I mean, or they're just going for, okay, we did the trouble this year. We want we want four now. We want the quad next year. So they maybe they want this bigger squad. They play three center backs. You know, some of these guys, look, some of these guys have asterisk next to center back because John Stones is almost a midfielder now. Nathan Ake can play out wide as a fullback. Um, maybe so some of these it. guys, some of these guys are versatile. But maybe Pep like this is this is ridiculous. Maybe Pep Brain has gone full circle. So at one point he he only wanted and was on the record as suggesting he only wanted a team full of midfielders. Maybe now he just wants a team full of center backs, center backs all the way up. <laughs> and I mean, Holland with his height and strength, if you were stuck, he could play a center back. Maybe this is this is his fever yeah. dream. This is his Frankenstein's dream. Yeah, we've heard so much about Pep's uh, like the false nine. What would this be? They're going to be playing with like a, a false four. I, I don't I don't know what what this is, but uh, I, yeah, I've just I saw the list and I was just like, this is <laughs> this is crazy. Um, can we'll I see um, how they how they manage playing time? Can I squeeze one more thing in before we go? Yes. Uh, um, the reaction. To, do you remember when you were in uh, secondary school and um, sorry, secondary school, high school? Mm. Um, when, remember when your friends would get something wrong or they'd say something? The reaction was much more boorish and ignorant and rude, especially amongst the guys. You would thrust your tongue into your chin and go. Like I've that. never done that. I don't know what no, that is. I've never I, seen it. You've never seen it. So if I said, thrust into chin and going mm-hmm. mm, like say something very <laughs> stupid and obvious just say anything um, the u.s women are a are a fine team mm. of course they are andrew right well okay. that was the reaction mm, was the reaction to us saying how stupid and dumb and why why was this happening pointless? The twenty seven nil game was between Bayern and uh, and uh, whatever local ninth division team that we're playing. And right. 
Now, I, I, I did suggest that they probably played them because it was close to where they were having camp and it was convenient. But but that doesn't matter. No one listened to that. All they heard was us saying it was stupid. And they're like, don't you realize they always do that? Mm. Don't you see that Bayern Munich always do that? Whatever team is close to them in their camp, they play them. And, and, and that gives revenue to, the, to, to that small club and keeps them going. How could you not know this? Mm. And, I, and to everyone that gave that reaction, Piss off. All right. First of all, I said it was because it was probably close or convenient. The second thing is we were really duped into talking about this because who's reporting this result? If that's the nature of the game and who is it? Only the stupidest account in football, ESPN FC's account, which which like is always looking for clicks and wants to be like a, a, a bench warmers or one of these other fan accounts. And so it, it puts out this result and you see it and you're like, huh? Like it's a real result. Like it's something that should be noted. It shouldn't be. Anyway, oh, well, we took the reaction the was. I took mm. the bait, and yeah, we got. I guess we got dunked on. Fine. Oh, we, yeah, we did get. Have, have fun, everyone. Whatever. We'll take the. We'll take the dunk and, Like who cares? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Uh. I don't have. Uh. I don't have much else. JJ, you, you just anything? want me to stop making that noise, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I just saw a fantastic video. Sophia Smith received uh, player of the match and her dad, I guess, while she was kind of at the press conference area receiving it, he kind of bombarded her, gave her a huge hug. What a, ah, I love this stuff. So cool. Trying to get involved. The dad trying to get a bit of light. Get out. Oh, so that's, that's your takeaway. Boy, you are. <laughs> I was just trying to, I always try to slightly urinate on your sappy moments, but uh I thought it was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. We've covered yeah. everything from shorts on a first date to uh, Gvardiol and Messi. Yep. Uh, what a night in American soccer. U.S. <laughs> women, World Cup underway. Lionel Messi scoring game-winning goals in MLS. It's uh, it's a great time to be alive. It is a great time to be alive. And then, JJ, it's it's, oh, my God. It's so late, and I have to wake up in like four hours to go to Disney World, oh my which God. is I'm so excited about. But I'm also like, how much free, driving I, do you have to do? I'm not driving to Florida. Good lord! <laughs> no, I mean We're flying. You, to, you get, dude. Are you getting a car to the airport? What are you doing? Like uh, a friend is is going to drive us. Okay, that's good because yeah. don't like one of the big things is is driving tired is such a bad idea, and I wouldn't don't want worry. that for you. Don't don't worry about it. We'll be we'll be running on adrenaline. I can't wait for this trip. It's gonna be so fun. Um, that's it. We'll be back midweek to uh, recap the U.S.'s next match against the Netherlands. Hopefully, another three points. We'll have to wait and see. That's gonna be that should be a fun one rematch of the 2019 World Cup final. JJ, good stuff, brother. To you, I say. Mm. I'll see you. Take care. You've been listening to the Caught Offside Soccer Podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.